So, welcome to Gaming for Geezers. This is the uh, review for Champions Online, and uh, this is the companion podcast uh, to GamingForGeezers.com. Uh, my name is Mr. Krusty. And I'm Nelson. And um, so, uh, you know, I'm excited about today's review. Uh, this is something that um, uh, is both uh, a disappointment and at the same time it is a reaching out because um, you know, we have a lot to talk about today about this game. Um, uh, so, but before we go there, what, what's, what's going on with you? What, what are you doing these days? Well, um, uh, see, last episode I told you that uh, we just got back from camping. Um, so I haven't been playing too much. What I've really been playing is this game, getting ready for this review. Um, I have Bioshock 2, which you were so kind to purchase for me, that yeah. I haven't cracked open yet. Um, and I still need to pre-order the uh, Medal of Honor so we can review that, since it's developed by the same people who d wrote the best game in, in the known universe. Yeah. Well, you know, and you know, I've been looking at a lot of um, a lot of the upcoming titles out there, and um, you know, having Steam makes it so easy, and you know, you can kind of say, kind of say, okay, well, well, there's something that's on on the horizon. So, I'm excited about today's review because there's uh, DC uh, Universe is coming on. Uh, you know, Stan Lee's whole um, multi superhero kind of online game, and so I think today's review is timely because I think. Um, uh, you know, the, there's a subtext for for this this review, um, and I think uh, you know we'll be able to help people basically make a decision as to which are the superhero uh, MMOs to play. Um, so before we go there again, let's let's remind everyone of our kind of game review matrix. So just so everyone's kind of listening and, and tuned up for for what we're going to be talking about. No problem. Well, as you know, Mr. Cresty, geezers don't have much time to play games, so they need information about whether or not to buy a game or not. So, therefore, you should only buy games that don't suck and avoid buying games that do suck. Um, the games that we like the most uh, have an excellent online gaming experience uh, with different types of maps and different types of playing strategies. Uh, communication in this online gaming experience is, is meaningful and rewarded. Um, leveling up is spaced out, so you earn upgrades. Uh, the single player, if there is one, is complementary to the multiplayer game. Uh, you usually are shooting somebody. It's a game you can play over and over, um, either for a long time or you can put it down and uh, find it on your shelf in a year and, and put it back in and enjoy playing it just as much. And it can be played by geezers, people who cannot devote 20 hours to 40 hours a week to the game. Right. Um, our prototype is Battlefield 2142, which is the best game ever. Right. And, and what's, what's great about you know, Battlefield, uh, the franchise, but also specifically Battlefield 2142, is that you actually have a complete game design. It's all the parts of it work together. And we're going to talk a lot about that in today's review because um, you know this current game champions online I would just desperately wanted to say you know it did not suck I desperately like I actually really worked at not uh, not going down that road but there's just some a couple things where the value for the money which is a huge geezer concern but the the reward for investment you know, those two things actually, you know, because you invest time in the game, whether it's emotional or actual real time, 
you know, uh, you invest yourself in these games. And when the goalposts keep moving in a game or when developers actually screw things up, frankly, in my opinion, um, and you're paying a subscription service for them to, to monitor and create new content, but instead they move the goalposts, that to me creates basically a sucky rating. So this game um, sucks? So this game sucks because, not because of the game, and we're going to talk about that a lot. It's because, A, we're, you're paying a subscription to maintain the game past one month. But two, um, the developers, when they actually fuck around with the game, they fuck around with your character. And that causes all sorts of other a- as- aspects to it. So imagine spending sort of two, three weeks, you know, leveling up a character and being really invested in terms of how you put things together and then waking up one day and all of a sudden something's been power balanced. We're going to talk about power balancing you know, um, in, a f- in a few seconds. But power balancing basically is nerfing your, your guy. Oh, and uh, what, what these the hell, guys. What the hell is nerfing? Nerfing basically is when you have powerful stuff, like something that's real, okay, and all of a sudden you nerf it, right? It becomes soft and squishy Ah, and kids can throw it, you know, and it doesn't stuck you in the eye kind of stuff. In other words, you know, powers that used to be cool and used to do something and were collectively helpful, they end up not being helpful. Did you make up that term or is that something? No, no, no. This is – see, I play MMOs. I like MMOs a lot. And I like very deep games. You know, uh, I'm one of those old guys. Okay, give you an idea. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons came out in 1977. All right, and um, Gary Gygax. That's right. And you know, and that will give you sort of an idea as to why I actually love a lot of this game. The um, th- this game basically. Let's let's go into the overview because we're we're kind of kind of getting there. Yeah. Uh, this game basically is a mini version of a Dungeons and Dragons kind of character creation tool. Basically, in Dungeons and Dragons, which is something that I grew up on, and I think a lot of the older geezers kind of either have an idea about or they may not admit to playing. Uh, yeah. But, um, but, you know, basically you have, it's a role-playing game where you have certain character traits. You have five, depending on the version of Dun- Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes six. <laughs> um uh, characteristic or types, right, that you level up and they give you certain strengths and weaknesses. Those strengths and weaknesses transfer into being able to do certain kinds of things within the game world. This is exactly that game, right? So the character creation tools that, that are given in this game work in a superhero world. A superhero world means there's lots of crisis, there's dysfunctional government, and all of a sudden, basically, you know... Um, uh, guys in suits can go around pounding the shit out of people um, because nothing else works. So, I mean, for me, this game is almost the perfect superhero world. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but what what do you think? I, you know, I, I've not played MMOs before this game, um, not because I, I'm I'm not interested in them. It's because um, I have an addictive personality, and I think this game is like crack. Um, because uh, you go through and you're you're the superhero that you've created, and you run around and you shoot guys so you can level up. Um, you know, I'll get into that later. I don't want to steal your fire here. But no, uh, no, no, not at all. But no, I, that, but that's but you know the the world they've created a very compelling world. I think it's I think it's, it's actually pretty kick ass. It's it's beautifully rendered. Um, it's it's 
totally believable. I love the way the video works and the the game the game visuals are just fantastic. Right. You know, and one thing for me is that you know when someone says I'm going to do a superhero game, I don't want lifelike. Actually, I want comic book. Right. You know, I I want. You know, like for me, one of the best games in the world. Like, I love Team Fortress 2. It's one of my favorites. And it's partly because everything's rendered in this kind of comic book kind of way. Yeah. And, and again, what they did with this was they were able to get the, 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 the graphics and the CGI and the, and the physics. And the effects are amazing for these, these kinds of um, super, you know, hero powers. These effects are mesmerizing. And... One of the things I love is actually traveling through this environment in a variety of different ways. Um, it also, this game, in terms of like an overview of the game, so everyone understands how it works, um, you have you know, the, the traditional mana versus health archetype. Right? This is kind of Diablo. Right? So we're talking about these archetypal games, Dungeons and & Dragons and Diablo. Right? Right. Kind of mesh those two things together. That's what you get here. You have missions, you have loot, you have um, uh, you know, energy, Bosses. You have bosses, you have minions. You, you know, the, the structure for most of our games do follow these archetypes. So, so kind of, you know, listen for and, 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 and look, look to make your own judgment about the game. Because if you hate that kind of game, you're not going to like this kind of game. Now, right. I happen to love this, that kind of game. I also happen to love this character creation tool. In fact, I think it's the best character creation tool that's ever been made in any game. I would agree. And it's, it's, it's actually intimidating. Yeah, it can be. But that's actually part of, you know, again, that's that Dungeons and Dragons kind of geekiness, right? You know, I want to dive in and try and figure out what the stats are on certain things. And at the same time, the gameplay has to be really good. So, you know, at, at a certain point, you have to, like, be able to push all that stuff away and have that basically just operate in the background. And, and then basically, you know, play in the game. Um, let's just kind of talk a little bit more about the the minions and the and the bosses. What, what what are your opinions about basically, you know, the the missions, the and what the objectives were? Well, when I first started playing the game, it was very confusing for me because you have to like right click the mouse to turn your view, and then the keyboard controls are generally pretty normal after that. Um, once I got through the tutorial, which is you trying out all your new stuff uh, during an alien invasion, I went to uh, the desert, um, I think it's Desert Sands, which is this kind of world you can take a jet to and perform all these missions in different areas. Um, I, For the first week I played this game, I was very intrigued. Um, uh, the second week, not so much, um, because it got pretty repetitive. The actual gameplay, for me, um, is kind of a grind. Um, yeah. I loved, and I still love, and I'm still playing this game today. Uh, I still love the worlds. Uh, I love, I love the physics of the game, and I love the leveling. Um, but you know, you, you said it quite. Accurately, they have taken a comic book and turned it into a video game, yeah, uh, and done quite well. Yeah, well, and, and and there's something just, I mean, I I think the shock of of someone actually doing it so well is actually the first half of your experience of this game. It's just like going, holy shit, that this is this is real. 
I mean, yeah. and let me just see what kind of effects I can have my character do within this environment. Like the teleport function is totally kick-ass. I mean, it's really, really cool. You teleport. You basically go from, you know, you you blink basically across the screen, which is really pretty cool. You know, and super speed really works in terms of moving things around, you know, being very fast, of course. Flying works. All, all these, And then they have these other kinds of travel powers, which are like jet boots and jump packs and those kinds of things. They even have, you know, the silver surfer slash ice surfboard thing. You know, all those things are very believable. They're, they're very, very well done in terms of the framework of the world. And and I have to give the, the, the publishers... Um, and the game designers complete props on this. Right. Uh, they did an amazing job of putting this stuff together. Um, but let's get to why there are some issues with this game. Yeah. Because yeah. outside of that character creation tool, what is there? Yeah, that's it. And you know, you you've given this so much thought. So I'll just lay out kind of my contribution to the overall picture, and then and then then. Then let's hear what you have to say because I know I know it's going to be good, and and this is just like crack. Um, you go through and you're running around in the world and you get a mission assigned to you and you go do the mission and the mission is no different than just about any other mission you've ever done. You have to go kill a boss or kill 20 guys and they're the, all the all the guys you kill are generally the one of one of four or five different kind of classes there's the henchman class which is the entry level and then there's the villain which is one above them and then there's a a master villain and then like a super villain uh and basically you just have to go to different places and kill all these guys in different combinations that gets so old really fast what you really get interested in is leveling up and that part is the fun part of this game after a while you you go on all these missions just to level up so you can get new powers so you can see what they do. It's just like crack. Uh, <laughs> you want to get your next fix, which is leveling up, and after you get it, you feel kind of hollow and empty inside. You, you never wake up in the middle of the night with this game thinking, oh, this is how I'm going to accomplish this. Because right. there, there are no secrets in this game. You just, right. you, you just have to get strong enough to kill the guy in front of you so you can get level up again, get your next fix. Right, and so, and I love how you've set that up because the reality is, is that that can be enough for a game, right? If the game is just about leveling up and altering a character, that's great. So what what happens is, is you end up investing in in leveling up in characters. In other words, you want to get the highest level possible so you can try out all this kind of stuff. The problem is, and this is where I really had gotta, you know, put my foot down on this game, maybe on the neck. <laughs> right. this game is that over time the developers have fucked around with the, the the power balancing throughout the process of this so that I literally had four sets of 20 plus level characters that were virtually unplayable after power balancing because respecting costs a lot of money you can respecting in the game but you know there's a lot of stuff that shows up and you're like yeah but I already invested my time in and 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 because if the game reduces to just you know a blitzkrieg through these through these missions, no you know puzzles, no real team play. We'll get into that a little bit later. No real um, you know thought process in terms of strategy going through these mission uh, you know, or these different instances, right? There's because right. there's maps, there's general maps where there's stuff, and then there's instances. We'll get into that too. But the the, the big part was that 
you get to level 40 or, or 30 or even level 10 or 15, you've made commitments to certain things. Those commitments basically are set in stone. Yes, of course, you can respect. But the reality is, is you know, you've, you've invested time in that. And, and it's kind of a bummer to wake up one day and have a power bounce thing happen over the night. And your character doesn't play the same way. Now, now tell us what you mean about power bouncing. Is that something that okay. the developers do uh, during an upgrade? Or is that something that happens when you level up? Every time they do a patch... Okay, it seems like they have a little bit of a tweak in the powers. And if you actually go into basically the the release the patch release sort of log, you can actually see how many times they've actually tweaked versus you know various types of 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 um, characters. So for instance, I'll give you a really great example. One example is I personally think, and I'm not the only one who thinks this, that the whole melee system is broken within this in the game. Um, at the beginning, and during beta especially, because I was actually part of the beta sort of, I was very excited about this game. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, certain powers within the melee kind of uh, players were powered completely differently. And basically within the first six months, they went through three different patches or power balancing where, you know, certain powers, for instance, um, you know, might is a, is a power structure or a framework within um, uh, within the game, where you're basically like the Hulk, okay? Uh-huh. And all your powers rely on punching or stomping or throwing a boulder or that kind of thing. But it also relies on you being able to sustain the massive onslaught of area effect spells, okay? Okay. So there's an aspect of invulnerability that's necessary for the characters to be able to withstand, basically, to be able to go up and punch some guy who's, you know, spitting lead at Adam, you know, but the, the, that level of invulnerability they thought was overpowered in some instances and then underpowered in others. And so power balancing is when the developers go in and they literally zap powers that they believe to be overpowered. And this process actually changes the power balance in the whole game. It doesn't just change that character. It changes basically how you play with all the characters. So what's ended up happening is the whole community is defaulting to area of effect, <laughs> and certain classes of characters. And, you know, frankly, I think the melee or the this kind of opportunity for playing whole kind of characters, these tanks, right? Um, if, you know, for any kind of MMO, there's usually these, these roles that get established. And it doesn't matter what MMO you're playing. Say World of Warcraft, you're, you know, there are tanks where basically, you know, they're high level with high armor. Right? And they go in the fray and keep people busy so that the squishy characters in the background can throw the area effects and their air archers and their ranged effects right? Right. And, and obliterate as much out there as possible so that basically then you can actually you know, get, bring down the boss. So there are roles, support roles. There are kind of these tank and healer roles. And then there are basically... Um, uh, uh, you know, intermediate roles basically in and outside of that. Like, you know, uh, in certain games it will be, um, you know, the, the weapon specialist. Other games it will be explosions, you know. In Battlefield uh, 2142, you have specialists that decide that all they're going to do is, for instance, uh, just drive tanks. You know, people choose different kinds of roles and they end up playing that role. Well, the fascinating thing about this game, which is the most frustrating part about it, is... Uh, wh- why would you ever team up with everyone playing the exact same role? Right. There's no reason to do so. 
Right. I never um, did. I, I did once, and it was, but it was accidental. Well, and, and that's exactly how it happens. And so, you know, playing an MMO with a world of really whacked out kind of, you know, special folks playing, you know, superheroes, you think that that would be really compelling to kind of team up and kind of do things. But the reality is, is that it, they've done everything in this game to counter that. In fact, let me, see, let me go through the miscues, the developer miscues on this. All right. The first choice that these developers did was that there's no penalty for dying. Right. Okay. But let me say that again. <laughs> there's right. no penalty for dying. Right. You lose nothing. You uh, lose nothing. You just start over. And sometimes even the guys you were beaten up on are at the same point and they're in hit points when you get back. They don't heal. Right. So you just may as well just kind of, you know, as long as you're relatively close to, to the uh, the beginning, you just may as well not even worry about it. Right. So, so what does that do to the to an MMO? Well, if there's no penalty for dying, well, then what, what do you do? You try and optimize your character. Well, this is the weirdest thing about it. Because there's no penalty for dying, okay, then, and within this fantastic character creation tool, right, you can create anything you want. Typically, the, the power balance is, is, is what I talked about before. You have a tank that has a lot of armor, but also a, a lot of uh, hit points, right? But has short-range attacks. Then you have very squishy characters that you have long-range, but also areas of effects that have small hit, hit points. What that means is it creates a universe where the tanks need the squishies, and the squishies need the tanks. <laughs> right. Right? You have to team play to be able to get it through these missions. The weirdest part about this game, and it, it, every time I think about it, it freaks me out. Because there's no penalty for dying, and you can do anything you want in terms of any power combinations out there. That means that you can do area of effect powers in this game with extremely high hit points and extremely high armor. Which means that you just need one nuke, right? And, be, and then be invulnerable to to you know base damage and then you just go around nuking shit right and so w when you have basically this individual sort of capacity for ultimate power within the game why the fuck do you want to team with anybody it just it just actually eliminates a lot of the experience points you're going to get per second because you can go in and just nuke everything well, i want so to go back to the death thing uh, now i don't having admitted to not playing any other mmos are there uh, are there other games where there are consequences to dying Absolutely. Well, you know, World of Warcraft is a perfect example. You, you get hit with, um, first of all, it's a pain in the ass because, you know, the, the, the rebirth area or the, your spirit has to travel back to a certain zone and then you ha uh, to where your body is. You have to go and reclaim, you have to go reclaim your body where it was. It takes a lot of time. Okay. And so if people are in a team, they usually don't wait for you. Right. And so then all of a sudden you're alone in this wilderness or whatever setting you're in and say you're a squishy, <laughs> all of a sudden you're going to get slaughtered again and it becomes this kind of eternal loop, right? So, you know, th there, are, there are a lot of reasons not to die in, for instance, World of Warcraft. You know, there are, there are no reasons not to die here. Um, there's also this, this whole thing of nerfing which became really bad. Where um, you know certain key components of of gameplay, like for instance uh, the, the 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 melee structure uh, with swords and um, now for our listeners, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Krusty is 
is multinational in in our country we pronounce that melee sorry yeah <laughs> melee whatever the 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 <laughs> the melee basically is um is really kind of um broken as well in that you know when you pick up an item you know for the first i'd say year of of um of the work, those items didn't really show up. So, for instance, if you were a sword guy, right, and you you got this energy sword, you were still kind of hacking the world with you with your regular katana, right? And mm-hmm. but you're you got the points for the energy sword. Now they've done better in terms of be able to tie, you know, the the sort of what do you call a costume element with the actual uh, crafting and and powers that are in there. But the whole item power sort of crafting and auctioning process within this world is completely broken. And they actually make no sense in the in the context of the larger gameplay that you have to do. And the missions that you have to do to craft are basically just um, very, very similar to the other missions. There's, a, there's kind of a lack of imagination um, in this. The other part that really kind of... Um, other than you know being an MNO that that doesn't cater to a team, and that you know you're you're basically you have no penalty for the death, and and then is is that you're paying for content in this game, right? And the and and the gameplay and the team play have to be worth it to be able to you know maintain a fifteen buck a month um, you know basically cost on this thing, and. The thing is, it takes time for these characters to level up. And a geezer like someone like me, I don't have you know four days in a row to level something up to level 20 so that I can actually play all the things I want to play. Um, it takes time. And so when you look at the miscues, you look at basically the developer choices in this game and this idea that you, there's no penalty for dying in the game, it becomes a really weird game to play. And um, and I think that's why this game kind of you know warrants the the suck uh, characteristic, not the you know the do not suck, because you know there's just so much there's so much about this game I love. I mean I really love this game, but there's so much about it that is troubling, um, and and you just don't get the value that you really need to have for this game. So so um, can you play this game forever? I mean does it and what happens to the do the missions change when you're at level 40, or do they? Do the do, is it the same missions over and over and over, and they just get harder? Uh, the makeup of the of the missions, because I've taken a character up to like level 30 something, uh, 36 or something like that. Uh, the, you know, y- y- you go from basically the first series of levels basically to Monster Island, and now they've actually released some level 50, 40 technically, and 50. Um, um, levels. I, I haven't got to that level yet, but um, yes, they get a little bit more difficult, um, and yes, they get a little bit um, more. Um, there's more storyline, I guess, involved in all these kinds of things. But the reality is, is they're exactly the same grinding kind of missions that you've had all the way through. Okay. And um, you know, it's not as compelling to play for me personally. Because you're don't, not getting the reward of the team play, and you don't have the reward of the upgrade as quickly. And in fact, there was a long time that I kind of petered out at about level 19 on a bunch of characters because I just there was nothing compelling me to actually take it beyond that. So you know, um, 
I, now I've continued to play and I've taken it on mainly because I use it to waste time between some things that I have to do in my personal life. But the the the, the main part is 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 that um, you know it's uh, it's not worth the the amount, frankly, um, that 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 it takes to actually maintain this on a monthly level. Um, now, if someone gives you this game, absolutely play it. I think I think you'll I think it's definitely worth a month of playing. I think it's one of those. Again, the creepy uncle exception really works here. <laughs> the creepy un- uncle exception is is that kind of really a um, strange uh, person member of your family that uh, you love them dearly and you're glad they're around, but you would never recommend them to your friend. Right. Um, you know, and um, you know there are other MMOs of this type, and I think the mechanics of this versus, for instance, City of the Heroes or City of Villains. Um, I like the mechanics and I like the world of this better, but the team play is better in in that previous MMO in City of Heroes. Um, there's a new one called uh, the DC Universe, uh, which is coming on line, where you get to play as a superhero to fight with or against kind of the the batch of superheroes that we all know: Batman, Superman, um, Spider-Man, and Wonder Woman. But um, you know, I, I look at those visuals, and I, I don't think it may be as compelling as this. So, that's that's one of those conversations. You know, if someone's into superhero games, if someone likes MMOs, if someone likes specifically this kind of MMO, this is probably a pretty good game. And when you buy it for 19 bucks, you get a month free in the world. Okay. Now, whether you're going to continue that subscription, I don't know if that's worth it. So, I give it a suck rating, but. Um, you know, with with the exception there, um, and and that's kind of um, personal opinion. I mean, what what do you think here? You know, the one thing that's been bothering me about this game, besides its crack aspect, you know, that there you feel kind of hollow and empty inside, is that I I can't find any connection between any missions or any worlds. I mean, it's just you go to the mission and it's done, and you didn't learn anything from that experience you you know the information you get in these little pop-ups where they tell you what to do and why has absolutely no relevance after that mission is done right um there is there's the only thing i see that connects any of these these separate experiences which is why it's like crack because you know there's there's no there's no meaning uh to any of it is is that They'll have some when you, when you're loading up your screen. I'll talk about like Captain Hero or Menton, and I finally got to a place in the desert where we're at this prison location, and I have to go finally defeat Menton. I haven't done it yet, but that's the only connection I've ever seen between any aspect of this game. Um, the the things that you find that that you know give you improvements to your characteristics like. You find little widgets that you put in your kind of tool belt that improve your constitution or your strength or your dexterity. Uh, you know, they don't have any meaning. They, right. they give it a little icon, they describe it, but it means nothing because all you care about is the numbers. Right. Um, and the only reason you care about the numbers is if you're having a tr- trouble defeating a certain boss uh, and you need to up your dexterity or something right. and, and, and load that one up. So. You know, I, I haven't found a connection between any of these separate experiences, and I, I, I think that's very strange, yeah. um, especially for a massively multiplayer on, 
online game in this so-called big world. Right. Um, which kind of fits into what, what you were saying, is that you know they, they just miss so many opportunities here. Right. Um, I'm I'm wondering, you know, is is there an end end to this game, um, or do you just run around and when you max out you have to start over? Well, you know, you can endlessly respec in this game. So ideally, you can basically play a character and then continue to respec and you know keep going to do it. That's where I think things get a little bit lost here, and that is is that I think what happens is you get kind of bored with certain kind of types of play and then you try out different characters and you want to see how compelling that upgrade site tree is you know <laughs> well that then that is the only point to this game yes there is there exactly. is no point to this game exactly the, the just... point of this game is to just upgrade your your, your dude and um and that's where you know I, again we we kind of get to that sucker do not suck I, that's where this game sucks because that is not enough of a compelling argument for for a game, um, you know. For me, uh, especially when you have the opportunities that these developers, you know, built into this game, I, I just that's I, there's one big word that sums this up, and that's disappointment. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's actually not about the game or the game world. It's about what the objectives and the missions and some of the the rules, like the. The, the underground stuff that governs basically these these elements and this kind of broken you know melee and this broken um, you know archetype and crafting kind of item thing those things are are glaring and um, the, the the good news is is that these de developers can actually change these things because it's a subscription service they can actually ch address this so yeah. I don't think that this game is done in terms of kind of its its movement. Or its changes, but I do think that as it stands right now, you know, it's not that compelling of a of a game to play endlessly. Let's just say that there's no reason to pay for the subscription. There is a way reason to to try it out. So, right. The the gameplay is missing here. Yeah. So let's go through our game uh, game review matrix here, so that we can at least just flesh out um, a yes no um, on uh, on this game. So, um, is it an excellent online gaming experience? So 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 close, but it's it's missing the gameplay element. Um, yeah, it's like crack. Yeah, you know, you you do it and you just want another one, just yeah. just f for the sole reason to level up again. Yeah, the only thing you do is level up, and then right after you've leveled up, you want to level up again. It's like hit, taking that crack pipe. You know, you take that hit of crack, <laughs> you're high. Five minutes later, you want another hit. Yeah, um, and you you feel like shit too. Well, you know, there's multiple types of maps. The environments are really compelling. The view and the, the physics and the, the, you know, if you have a, a screaming computer and you put all the effects on and you have all the lighting and shadows and this thing, this thing's beautiful. I mean, it looks like an animated movie. It's amazing. Um, the character creation tool is brilliant. There's multiple playing strategies. I think that makes sense. One of the things that doesn't work for me is that the communication is not meaningful. In fact, team play isn't even, even rewarded. Right. In any kind of compelling way. I don't think it's it's even necessary. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, in terms of leveling up, yes, it's spaced out, and yes, you really earn the upgrades, and that's the only thing you earn. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the whole point of the game. That's the whole point of the game. So, yes, it, it does work, but it doesn't necessarily uh, lead to anything, and that's that's what's missing in the game. 
Yeah, there there is no single player game in this. The whole thing is single player, in my opinion. It yeah. just happens to be online. Yeah, and you just happen to pass by other people. <laughs> yeah, you see them, and every once in a while, I'll drop down into you know somebody's fighting somebody, get their butt kicked, and I'll mow every everybody down with my Gatling gun and move on. Uh, but you know, I don't stop and talk to them or or communicate with them because I don't need to and I don't want to. I'm not rewarded if I do. They're not going to tell me anything. They're not going to give me anything. Um, and and that whole lack of role playing, which is so critical in MMOs, is non-existent here. Right. You know, and um, you know, while um, you know they have a fantastic opportunity for it, there's no benefit to anybody, and there's no reward. So, um, would this qualify as shooting somebody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shooting, stabbing, uh, bone arrowing them, freezing them, you know, zapping them. The whole the whole gamut is there. I mean, that's that's so cool. It's like you you can't think of a superhero power that they don't have here. Well, and what's really cool is that you can actually think like pretty loudly. You say, "I want to do, I want to do something with only uh, laser, laser weapons," and all of a sudden you're picking up basically from three or four what they call frameworks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to basically create your own laser kind of superhero, and you know that kind of depth of play is is really where the replayability is because you know and and we're at that that point in our our criteria our our matrix you know is this replayable well it's replayable if you're the kind of tweaker who likes to play with stats who likes to kind of make builds and who likes to level up you know this is this is custom made for you um i don't believe and i don't think we do believe as as a team here at at, uh, gaming for geezers we don't believe that's enough for a game yeah. So, you know, I, that's that's just me. I'm sitting here. I played this game last night to get ready for this, and um, I cannot think back on a single mission that I enjoyed. I can think about um, leveling up and being interested in finding out how new things work, uh, but I, I'm just not interested in in the gameplay at all because yeah. it's it's so repetitive. Right. Exactly. So, can this be played by geezers who can't devote 40 hours a week to it? Yeah, it could, but but there's no point in it. Yeah, I see. I I actually uh, have a slightly different answer. I think it absolutely can. Um, if if basically, you know, I had a a boss in a in a firm that I worked for, who um, had you know four kids, and his only release was you know going to the basement and you know playing his uh, you know PS2 or whatever it was. Um, you know, and he didn't care what he was playing. He was just playing. If you're the kind of guy who, or woman, who goes to, you know, that's your release is to play whatever. This is actually a pretty good game, you know, if if there wasn't a subscription. Because yeah. you could actually just go in and grind out you know, a couple levels, do a couple upgrades, test out another thing, and then respec a character or start something new and then do it again. If you're into those kind of grinding games, that's and that's why you play. You play it as an escape from something and you just want to, you know, zone out for an hour. It's just a great game. Maybe it can be really, really good, but it's not compelling enough to do it with other people, and it's not compelling enough, you know, to spend money on, in my opinion. Yeah, when I started playing this game, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a manual. Uh, I went on some websites, and they're talking about uh, frameworks and all this stuff, and you know, ten different levels of crap I had to keep, keep track of. So I, I finally just emailed you. I said, "Dude, 
just just tell me what to do so I can understand this game. And, and you sent me some instructions, you know, pick this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I did it, and, and I was off and running. So from that point of view, the geezer would have to totally walk out earlier, be really frustrated by this. Yeah. No, I, and I can I can believe that. And, and that's where, um, you know, this is one of those games that you really do need a fan forum. Uh, you need a forum that to to go to and um you know it's an mmo where uh you know excuse me sharing basically the um you know the skill sets learned and how to you know put these things together it becomes really really important um you know the great guide there is at ign i think that's a fantastic guide um within the game itself it actually has a really good forum um so if you do play this game uh that is a really good uh good source for information so so uh, basically, uh, to uh, to conclude the the review portion of this podcast, um, uh, according to our criteria, you know, this is a game that does suck and uh, over the long haul does not have legs for some most of the criteria that most people go to MMOs for, and that's teaming, that's uh, longevity, it's uh, additional content, and it's specifically not worth the subscription price. Um, if you have the opportunity to play the game. Um, definitely take the first month free and and play away. If you believe this is the game for you, go for it. But uh, you know, over the long haul, I don't believe that this is um, this is the way to go. So um, uh, so we did actually get some more uh, more comments, and and I'd like to just read a, a comment from Oldsters. This is actually on our iTunes uh, um, account, and um, this is uh, this is comment um, like your show. I like to see uh, comparisons among other platforms, i.e., PS3, Xbox. Um, work on the sound; it will make or break the show. Um, we're working on the sound, thank you. But I want to stress, uh, and maybe uh, maybe there'll be some latitude in the future. But right now, this is a PC-only review, um, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, one is uh, I have a PC <laughs> on so, my desk. So do I. <laughs> and um, uh, two, uh, I believe in the PC as a platform, and um, you know, there are, I'm kind of a diehard in terms of that. And and there have been a lot of comments out there uh, in the in the internet <laughs> um, that um, you know, uh, PC is a dying form, and I don't believe it actually. Um, and I think with some of the games that are coming out, um, I think actually it's going to be proving itself more and more that console games in general are dumbing down the game experience and uh, are actually um, you know becoming kind of the same experience over and over and over and I think the PC is that realm where uh, game designers can actually do something that is really compelling and um, we think we're seeing that for instance uh, if people have uh, tried uh, Starcraft 2 I highly recommend um, taking a look at that that uh, title it is truly a PC game um, uh, universe and um, you know there are games out there that provide that and um, you know, that that's my opinion. I mean, what what do you think, Nelson? Uh, I'm with you on this. Um, <clears throat> I work in front of a PC all day. Uh, I'm, the the last console I owned was an Atari 2600, um, and so uh, I my lifestyle just does not accommodate the Xbox or the PC. Uh, I right. I only have a few minutes a day to play and it's I need to get in I need to get out um, and I'm with you I like 
I like the fact that the pe- people who develop for the PC are able to do a lot more with their game um, because they they already know they're going towards a narrower market. Um, the stats bear that out today, and I think we'll we need to do a show on the gaming industry in general, where we look at you know who's buying PC games, who's buying Xbox games, you know, and what that means for the future of PC gaming. Right. Um, and and we'll talk about that more. Um, but thank you for the, the mail yeah. and, and the comments on our iTunes. It's 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 important that we get some feedback. We wanted to um, be also reviewing games that you guys want to see. So um, feel free to send us your your recommendations on games for reviews, and I'd uh, love to hear kind of what what's out there for y'all. Um, and yeah. uh, we'd be willing to to venture into you know games that um, that uh, are out there, but we we haven't actually cracked. Yeah, throw th- th- us an old game too. The other thing you have to remember is that, you know, we're reviewing games that are old on this show, uh, primarily because we, we don't we don't get to the to Best Buy on the night, on, at midnight when the games release, um, and we don't usually buy too many games right when they release, and, and a, a, a gaming, a PC game that's good for geezers can be old, because you, you, you need to be able to replay it over and over and over. That's why... That's why we can review something like Bioshock, the original, because it, it has replayability. Uh, so long as you right. can run it on your PC, that's all that really matters. I, I want to review in, in the near future uh, uh, No One Lives Forever 2, A Spy in Harm's Way, which I, I think is one of the most fantastic single-player games uh, of all time, right up there with Bioshock. Uh, and, uh, and, and so just, just kind of keep that in mind. I also like um, this this oldster's comment about our our technical abilities and and thank thank you for that we didn't know about the mouth breathing until somebody told us online so uh <laughs> keep, keep those technical uh comments coming because we need to know if we're doing something wrong and and better yet tell us how to fix it because you know right. uh we're both professionals in our careers and this is just a sideline thing that we decided to do uh once in a while so uh, let me just also, um, so we don't skip this, uh, let me get the, the release notes, the, the kind of current price and uh, the best FAQ, um, kind of the notes that are, I think are important, just, just so we have it on record. The publisher for this game is Atari. Um, the developer's Cryptic. Uh, the original uh, release date was September of 2009. Uh, the best uh, FAQ is, is at, um, basically within the Champions Online forum, um, You'll find everything you want to know right there. So if you're interested, just go to www.champions-online.com, and the their forum is excellent. Sign up, and you can post, you can ask questions, and there are a lot of very dedicated folks who actually love this game. Um, again, it's disappointing for me to uh, to give it a sucks rating, but um, you know you'll understand when I read this. Uh, the initial purpose uh, purchase price is 19.99 now. Uh, the monthly subscription is fourteen ninety nine. You can buy subscriptions for six months for fifty nine ninety nine for six months, or you can do a two hundred dollar or one ninety nine ninety nine lifetime subscription. So you know if you have some extra cash out there and you you know you want to kind of just flow it on a, a lifetime uh, subscription, you can blow that. But you know I'm going to tell you right now, um, it's going to take a long time to, for you to get your 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 money back and. The, the, the key is is the developers still have an opportunity with this game. I think this 
setup for the game is fantastic. I think the mechanics could be amazing, but it requires them to actually rethink some of the things that they've done in the game. Um, so uh, that's it for me. I'm Mr. Krusty. Um, and uh, Mr. Nelson, any other comment? Well, you can reach us at www.gamingforgeezers.com. You can send us an email at gamingforgeezers at gmail.com. You can, you, we have a Facebook page, which pushes out to our Twitter page. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you didn't didn't find us on this podcast on iTunes, you can you can find us there. And uh, on our website, we have an RSS feed as well. Um, what are we going to do in the next next episode, Mr. Krusty? Well, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of thinking that we probably need to look at uh, StarCraft II. I think it's something that's that's out there um, that uh, we could uh, probably have something to say about. Medal of Honor is probably something out there that we probably need to say something about. Um, I think that will be a fairly short review, potentially. <laughs> um, and what, what other titles are out there? I think those are the probably the ones on our radar right now. Um, for looking forward, there's a whole bunch of stuff we can go back and look at too. Um, you know, I, I said no one lives forever. Um, I've got to find that so you can you can. Well, play we that. also have Bioshock, Bioshock Two. Bioshock Two, we'll do. Um, you know, I, I think we should probably throw in. Um, uh, oh shit! What the hell is the name of the uh, Fallout? We should do Fallout uh, because there's going to be a new one coming out in the fall. Fallout Las right. Vegas or Reno or something like that. Uh, right. And we should take a look back at all the Fallout games. Uh, well, and um, you know, one of the the podcasts that I'm looking forward to do is is kind of kind of do a, a franchise podcast. Ooh. You know, what franchise work? Which which franchises don't? And what I'd like to do is just throw it out there. I would love for people to send us some uh, some juju. Uh, about you know the franchises that they believe work or what they don't, and feel free to comment on our uh, on our uh, website or uh, uh, on our iTunes, you know, uh, we're, and obviously through email at gamingforgeezers at uh, gmail dot com. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, this converse, conversation about franchises is going to become more and more important. Uh, if the community basically can get together and say what works and what doesn't, then hopefully the developers can start, uh, you know, giving us games that really, really work and that that we want to play. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, I think we should do a stats episode. Um, yeah. We look at the industry itself, and yep. hopefully get some guidance there. Yeah. Good. Well, um, I uh, that's it for now. Yeah. I gotta, so thank I you gotta, for joining us. At I got to go cook dinner, so let's sign off. All right. So uh, thank you for joining us. Um, this is uh, Mr. Krusty at uh, Gaming for Geezer signing off. And I'm Nelson. We'll see you next time. Thanks.